This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Okay, Chelsea. So let's talk a little college basketball because we do have a huge slate in the top 25 on this Tuesday. Let's start in Chapel Hill with a team that you absolutely cannot stand. Number three, North Carolina, hosting Clemson. Carolina laying seven and a half, total set at 153 and a hook. If you can put your hatred aside for a moment of the Tar Heels, are you going with Carolina? Well, I think the biggest question here is not the matchup. It's not the numbers. It is the letdown spot. Do we think this is a letdown spot for Carolina coming off the biggest rivalry matchup of the year against Duke. So, Jenks, you look at the numbers, of course you can make a case for UNC, an offense that just seems to be chugging along, just uh, scored at will against Duke, which is a pretty solid squad. But looking at the Clemson end, if we're just strictly looking at numbers, this is a really good offense. Top 20, uh, 21st in the nation when it comes to adjusted offensive efficiency, and a team that uh, is really good at knocking down the free throws. So when you're talking about like a big spread, if it comes down to free throws, Clemson can hit those shots. So the numbers say maybe Clemson has a shot. It's been a tough team that feels underrated in the ACC. Like this is not one of the ACC basketball powerhouses that you talk about, but it's a top mm-hmm. 40 team overall uh, when it comes to Kimpom. But let's set those numbers aside for just a second. Do we think this is a letdown spot for Carolina? It has to be. Doesn't it have to be? Like, I don't know how you engage in the greatest rivalry in college basketball. You get a huge win in front of your home crowd, and then you don't have some sort of letdown. Obviously, they can cover the number. They're good enough to do it. But this seems like the letdown spots of letdown spots. I like the over here, Mm -hmm. but 153 and a hook is pretty high. Still, Tigers average more than 82 points a game. Carolina averages 85, and Clemson in particular is 13 and six to the over this season. I think we can see a back and forth contest. I kind of like the over. Well, if you think it's a letdown, I think that would probably be your sabotage factor. You know, yeah. if Carolina's not running up and down the court like they normally do, but you've got to remember this is college. This is not the NBA. Nobody's taking off this game for load management. So 153 is getting into the area that makes me a little nervous because you need them to score at a steady rate. But what we've seen from Armando Baycott, that is a repeatable, easy way to pound the paint and get, you know, buckets that are more repeatable as opposed to, you know, relying on the three-point ball, uh, which is a little tougher to hit. Obviously, if you're hitting over 40%, you're doing something right. It should be noted, they made nine threes in that game against Duke in which they scored 93. So maybe you take some of that out of it. But if you look at Clemson, defending the three-point shot, it's not one of their strengths. So maybe Carolina can continue to hit some threes here. Well, we're going to find out tonight in Chapel Hill. Let's go from there to Austin, Texas, where number 14, Iowa State, is visiting Texas. Texas laying two and a half points in Austin, and the total set at 140 and a half. Iowa State has been perfect at home this season, mm-hmm. not as good on the road. Texas has struggled against the number when playing at the Moody Coliseum or the Moody Center. What's going to happen? 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about this one since you're a Texas fan, but it does feel like as soon as you see Iowa State, your first instinct is, okay, I'm playing Iowa State when they're at home, but maybe not when they are on the road. If you look at their Mm -hmm. offensive numbers overall, uh, 80 points per game, but when they go on the road, this falls to 72 points per game. Uh, I don't know how good the environment is for Texas. I'm sure you could probably speak to that. But so far this season, maybe not against the number. But overall, Texas has been good at home, 10-3 and as opposed to 3-3 and on the road. This is a short spread, though, so it's close to a pick You know, Texas only laying two points. Would you side with your horns at home? I actually would. Now, again, I mentioned not good against the number, only four and nine at Moody Center. However, Matt just put this in the chat, and he's right. Unranked mm-hmm. home favorites have generally been the right call this season in college basketball. And I really like – Texas is so tough to figure out because they're not as good under Rodney Terry. But I'll tell you something. They went into Fort Worth over the weekend, taking on TCU and those horn froggies. What did they do? Oh, they had a whole section doing horns down. And you and I say to that, I don't care because when the horns win, it's always horns up. Oh, Iowa State is good at Ames. What else is there to do in Ames except be good at home? Let's go, Texas, playing at two and a half. Yeah, I think this goes into the trend of unranked home favorites. If you look at it, I think they've been hitting at a 67% clip over the last few years, if my research is correct. So that's one of those angles that you don't just play the trend. You obviously look at some other numbers, but I think all the numbers align. I think I would take Texas here. I agree, and I'll tell you one thing. Quinn Ewers is coming back next season. This is a top. Oh, oh my oh, God. Sorry. Oh, my sorry. Wrap it oh, up. My brain. Oh, my brain got jumbled there for a second. Double D, you can't do that during basketball season. Well, love of God. Okay. Butler at number one, UConn. UConn laying 13 and a half points in stores. Total is 147 and a hook at BetMGM. After my little diatribe there, Chelsea, I will defer to you. What is the call here? All the numbers would suggest you take UConn here. We know they're the better team, but when you have a number that this is this large, I think you got to be real careful. And full warning, this one has gone to 14 in some shops. So we are still seeing to see money or uh, we are still seeing money come in on UConn despite that massive number. I don't know. I think these type of games are like off the off the book for me because you look for UConn. They've been great at home. Greatest favorites straight up. But when we're talking about covering the number at home, just six and six ATS this year. So maybe some uh, a game that I will politely say pass and go on to the next one. I'm terrible at capping college basketball. I got a win last night by a hook, and it was my first college undefeated. basketball undefeated. Undefeated. I'm not betting college basketball again for the rest of the year. Why not? I'm just saying. Oh, that's I'm a perfect. lie. Yes, uh, you will. March Madness. Um, uh, official bets. I got to find a way. Let, I'm going to see now. Now, I, I didn't have to bet college basketball last night, but it was no – or there was hockey, but I'm going back to the stick and puck. I'm just saying, for right now, I'm 1-0. I won by the hook, and I will do my best to avoid any sort of college basketball bets unless absolutely necessary. I'm talking about best bets. When it comes to March Madness, we're going to have to play some bets. I'm talking about best bets. You were good last year. I don't know what you're talking right. about. And, Jinx, you don't have to be good at all of them. You just have to be good at one of them.
That's the thing. When we go down the list with all these games, we're not saying you should bet all of them. You say you do your line of thinking and you go through your process and you say, okay, is this a game that I want to look at? Because I think this is the toughest part of Mm -hmm. capping uh, college basketball. There are so many options that you kind of have to do a quick glance on everything. So when I see some of these big numbers, I don't even take a second look because I'm not going to waste my time on a game where, you know, even if UConn is up big, in the second half, if they leave the back door open for a backdoor cover, that's not a game I want to bet on. So that's the thing. Choosing which games to bet on is one of the harder parts of college hoops. No question. I saw this yesterday, and immediately I was like, dude, I don't want to bet on this game. I don't want to lay 13 with UConn. Now it's 14. Gone from 13 and a half to 14. I would lean UConn, even though they played a slower pace. But if you want to hang with the Huskies, you got to be good on the boards. They eventually just wear you down and just suffocate you. So I'm going to stay away from that game and move on to Waco, where number 23 Texas Tech is at number three Baylor. Baylor laying five and a half points, total set at 145 and a hook. Chelsea, give me a call here. Both of these offenses are really good and really efficient. Both of these offenses in the top 13 when it comes to adjusted offensive efficiency. So when you see something like that, do you immediately think an over? Because this number seems kind of low, 145 and a half. Maybe not low, but it does seem attainable. If you look at Kimpom, the projected uh, final score in this one is 78-72. So by my middle school math, that is 150. What's the discrepancy here? Discrepancy here. What am I not seeing? I don't know. I I don't really. I'm not on a toll here. I like Baylor laying the points. It seems like a high number, but I keep thinking about Scott Drew and what he was talking about after that win against UCF last week, and he was saying, "Look, we're a much better team than we're than we're given credit for." Because if you look at the games right before that, they lost to TCU in overtime. They lost to Texas by two in Austin. Lost by four points to Kansas State in Manhattan. So they've been right there on the precipice of being really, I mean, they are very good, but even better than we see at number 13 in the country. Then they finally break through. We saw that with that win over Iowa State. I think they take care of business against the Red Raiders tonight. I'm going to lay the points, but I can't really make a case either way for the total. But if there's that much of a discrepancy between the total and what Ken Palm says, maybe the over is the right call. Well, here's the other line of thinking. When you're picking a game to handicap, you look for mm-hmm. red flags, and there's a big one in this one because it opened at 146.5, and, and it's been bet down to 144.5. So clearly I am missing something. And when it comes to bets, you want all of the signs to point in the right direction. So maybe I will be off the over. Like if I were to place a bet, it would be on the over. But for that reason, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be out. I'm like the sharks on shark take. For that reason, I'm out and be like Mark Cuban. (laughs) Okay. We have one more game on the slate. Do you want to bet it? Do you not? Number 21 BYU at Oklahoma. Do you have a quick play? I do not. I'm not betting Oklahoma. I don't like Oklahoma. Oh, well, last time I bet against Oklahoma, they smoked me. Bet on K-State at home, and Oklahoma made me look stupid. So emotional reasons, I'm out. I am out. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.